Hey, what's up, everyone? This is uh, Routed Reviews. I have my friend Grace. Hi. And uh, <laughs> we're going to discuss the movie Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. And um, I'll, I'll let you start it off since you're the guest today. Um, what was like your brief, like, non, like, what was your opinion on the movie? Um, personally, I know a lot of people weren't extremely excited about how the movie went, but... I wasn't expecting a lot after I wasn't extremely impressed with the last two of this trilogy, and I thought it brought it all together, personally. Like, they obviously, I think they left some things out that could be um, brought to attention later, but I think they did a pretty good job on it. I think for me, I think J.J. Abrams did the best with what he had when it came to this movie. I fully believe that he tried his best when it came to figuring out what he could make do with the fact that there's three different directors for three different movies and to make up for everyone thought the last Jedi, like the last Jedi was bad. I didn't think it was as bad as people thought. Like, yeah. Okay. It was, did you think last Jedi was bad? It's like I, I've watched it several times since then, and in doing so, I like I find things that bother me with the movie, but I didn't think it was bad as people thought it was. Like the whole like when it came to that movie, I just feel like they tried to make too many agendas known. And I just feel like can you just get on with the movie and like figure out what's going on? Because I remember I. Uh, watched a trailer for Rise of Skywalker before it came out and I remember reading the comments and someone was I still have no idea what this trilogy is about yeah and I feel like that's would you say that's a safe assumption of what yeah, you thought yeah. this trilogy was about and that's the thing that, like it would the other two trilogies were so like a lot clearer about it like especially contrasting with the last two that it's just like you know exactly what you're like you know exactly what you're waiting for in the following episode, you know? And, like, I feel like with these, it was just kind of like, all right, okay? Like, I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to be waiting for next time or hoping happens or whatever. And I, I, I don't know. Another thing was I, I didn't feel, like, obviously there's been, like, years and actual decades between, um, especially since the, um, the, tr- the original trilogies originally came out, but... I didn't feel like any connection really to the characters beginning either, just because I don't know. It just kind of seemed like they came out of nowhere. I don't know. I, I wasn't as connected to this one either. I just feel like when it came to us, like I discovered star Wars when I was little. Mm-hmm. So like, this is like 1998. So I rem- this was like the original trilogy, like Phantom Menace had yet to like, was about to come out like in a few years. And I was like still watching the old Star Wars movies, and I like I was really captivated by the storyline, and just like I always just thought space was cool. It was either it was either Star Wars or Jurassic Park. I, I thought that I thought that stuff was bananas. Mm-hmm. And then Phantom Menace came out, and looking back, Phantom Menace was not that great of a Star Wars movie. I really en- I, I enjoyed <laughs> the movies from the newer trilogy, despite how bad people say they are compared to Phantom Menace, because I, yeah. I I hated Jar Jar Binks. They didn't give Darth Maul or Qui-Gon Jinn enough story time. Mm-mm. 
And I feel like they just, like, sped through it just to, like, make money and get rid people ready for, like, a new Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. Is... Absolutely. Like, how... Like, what age were you when you got into Star Wars? Um... nine or ten most likely yeah i think like still elementary like fourth or fifth grade i'd say oh so you were, you were like younger though like yeah you were a younger fan so you probably started off back in like back when it was like the second trilogy with like uh the anakin skywalker trilogy before you became darth vader yeah yep um but i had watched i had watched um like I don't know. The ones from the 80s were just always in my house. Like, my dad is a really big Star Wars fan. So, like, he never really got into, like, the second one or anything like that. Like, we just always, it was just always the same set of characters. So, I, like, again, I don't know. I, like, yeah. I don't know. I just, that, what by the time that that came out, I was just, we didn't really watch it when it had come out just due to my religious upbringing because the theater is evil like most of Um, us (laughs) but by the time i watched it i think for me it was just still like oh my goodness they're making these now and it's like connection to something that happened in my past i wasn't really too concerned about the quality of it or the storyline at that point i was too young i guess i think i kind of agree with that when it comes to like plot and i think you're not and I hate to say this, I think when it comes to, like, big blockbuster movies like this, I think the cool value may overshadow the ability to write a good plot. And I think that was my reason why I hated Marvel movies for the longest time. Up until... Marvel movies aren't bad. It's just, like, I hate the concept of, like, comic book movies because they're just big cash cows. But, honestly, yeah. I do enjoy Marvel movies despite the fact how much I talk shit on almost all Marvel movies. And if people know who I am, I talk... I say how much I hate Marvel movies, but I also ha- own almost every Marvel film. And it, the same with Star Wars. I feel like people expect so much out of a film that... Back when it was written, like, yeah, it was a captivating storyline, but it wasn't, like, a Stanley Kubrick type of writing like you're not gonna get like amazing dialogue from this movie and and honestly like in the newer movies you did but looking back i think people really expected so much from what they saw in the past yeah and i mean honestly too that's the thing like at this point i mean obviously a lot was expected out of endgame and like that whole like leading up to that was a really big deal but as far as like the years leading up to that with like just the little side movies that they made for each character. I feel like they was ju- they were just like completely like at that point just spit out because it's just like, Oh, here's some quick money we can make to explain this character's backstory before we pull them into whatever. It might not be like that amazing of the movie, but who cares? Because if you care about the character, then you'll want to watch the movie and blah, blah, blah. And I think that's the thing with star Wars that I realized with this, but I think the way the MCU did it compared to the way the trilogies work is, in the MCU's, there's like, like yeah, there's like multiple like Spider, like uh, Iron Man one, two, and three, but it's not a trill. It's okay, you can call it a trilogy, but it's split up. With Star Wars, they made trilogies, and I think the way Marvel did it is kind of like the way I think Star Wars should have done it is make multiple movies that connect into one universe, and I think that's why people enjoy MCU movies lately compared to the Star Wars movies that have been coming out for over the past. I don't know, since 2004, since the first, like, 
or Phantom Menace even, is that they pumped out so many movies. Yeah, maybe the writing had been a bit off, but I think the continuity of it and the interest in it still was on. Because I, growing up, I read a lot of the <clears throat> Star Wars graphic novels and the books, and I played a lot of the games. But up in, when Disney bought Star Wars, a ton of it became uncanon. So a lot of the stuff that like my mom like spent money on buying me for my birthday or stuff I rented from the library automatically was like thrown out the window. Yeah. Unlike with MCU, they all had like yeah, they pulled stuff from the comic book, but at least they stayed within the continuity of the canon. Mm-hmm. Unlike with Star Wars, a lot of stuff just got thrown out of the canon completely. Like in the like in the Star Wars like books like uh it goes more into detail of like the ancient Sith lords over the fact that uh, Luke had a wife, he had kids. Yeah. It goes over like there's like uh, like the Han Solo movie. I expected to be better just because of how good his stories were in the the Legends universe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever read the Legends universe or you ever read the graphic novels, but like there's a lot of cool stories that I really wish Star Wars would have pulled from that, and I think now they're starting to realize that like with the Mandalorian, they pulled in so much stuff from like the non-canon universe. And that's what Star Wars I feel like is doing now is they're realizing like there's a lot of these fans that for a while we didn't have a lot of movies to watch. So we just read the graphic novels that came about and that's why like I was really into Star Wars now and Mm -hmm. that's what kept my interest. And now that with this new trilogy and the previous one, like they... I feel like they're trying their best to make do with what they got. Yeah. But, uh... The thing is, too, that they've got so much content that it's honestly, like, that the storylines are actually good that they could probably make some money off if they actually pulled from. But I feel like they're just... They're anxious to make a new story. And the other side of that is, too, like, they can't, like, pull 100% from something like that because they want to make the ending a surprise and make it the whole... Um the whole shebang but like they have like if they were to pull from some of that old stuff too like that's a lot of what star wars is and like a lot of what makes it awesome is that it's been around for literally generations and if they were to like utilize that more i feel like they could do a lot with that yeah and when you say generations i think when i went to the premiere of the movie i sat in between a dude that saw like he was okay by dude i mean he was like a grandpa he was there for the original trilogy release. Like, he saw all three of them in theaters. And I was sitting next to, like, a 10-year-old kid with his family. And the all and I, I was sitting next to two different generations of Star Wars fans. And I really thought that was cool that, like, you know, like, maybe the this trilogy wasn't that amazing. But I really enjoy that it's bringing in generations of people. Yeah. And it's bringing Star Wars back into the forefront. Because I think for a while, all we really had was, like, the MCU and i don't know anime anime starting to make a comeback which i think is cool but yeah that's besides the point and i just think that this movie brings in like generations of people and i feel like going on forth i remember reading a lot that star at the they want to start doing a they're gonna do just a series of movies kind of like the mcu but not make them trilogies like they're gonna make one of the high republic which is in between the older public and the newer public so this will be like 400 years BBY. So before, back when Yoda was like 400 years old. So back when Yoda was like 20 years old mm-hmm. in Yoda years. So like, that's what I want to see. Cause like, 
I play a lot of the video games and a lot of the movies, and I'll, I'll, I'll explain this more when we actually get into the spoiler part of the of the episode. Is like there's a lot of things that became canonical that actually really involve like stuff from the old, like from like way back in the day of like powerful Jedi's and Sith lords that you don't really get to see a lot with this new trilogy because all the, all the Jedi are still trying to rebuild. Like most of the Jedi, like we're, we're still like recovering from the, like the effects of yeah. order 66 and the purge. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it's safe to say that like, it's a uh, good, okay to go into spoiler territory. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So if you haven't seen the movie, which you probably have, or if you're already listening to this podcast, you don't care that the movie will get spoiled for you. Uh, we're just about to spoil the shit out of it. So, um, uh, the movie starts off with just like them revealing like, oh, the Phantom Palpatine has been revived again, mm-hmm. which um, I thought was kind of cool because uh, actually the first people to hear that message were um, Fortnite players. If you played Fortnite like the day before the game came out, like there was a huge long message of Palpatine pretty much revealing he has come back and that that was pretty much it. I don't know if you, you probably don't play Fortnite, so you... Nope. That, <laughs> I don't play Fortnite either, but I remember having a lot of my friends play, and I remember just seeing on Twitter, just people saying like, "Oh, there's like this big reveal that uh, Palpatine is back," and so you see um, Kylo Ren and his forces on this planet, just killing a bunch of people, looking for what looks like a Sith holocron, which actually is um, that's Mustafar, like where uh, Anakin now uh, became Darth Vader. You know how where oh, he had, yeah. where he hailed his castle. And um, the re- and an interesting part about that, I don't know if you knew this, but the reason why it looks like there's trees in life is because two different Sith Lords, one of them, I don't remember their name, but the other one was Anik, was Darth Vader. One Sith Lord went there to bring back the love of his life and destroy the planet because of the dark side of the Force. And when Anakin went there as Darth Vader, he tried to bring back Leia and in doing so, he rebalanced, like, he set balance to, like, the planet. And oh. the force energy actually brought back life. So that's why you see all these people fighting Kylo and his forces because they're trying to protect this, like, holocron. Mm-hmm. They call it a Sith Wayfinder, but I, I, I kind of, I, I know it as, I don't, did you ever watch, like, the Star Wars, like, Rebels TV show, or, like, the Star Wars, like, animated show? Oh, no. I never really got much into that. Yeah, so it goes much more into that. Like, there's these little things called holocrons. They're like, just like Sith artifacts that, like, have like Sith information. And like, one holocron yeah. actually holds the soul of a Sith Lord. Mm-hmm. Which, well, I'll get back to that. But so this Sith Wayfinder pretty much reveals this uncharted planet called Exegol, which uh, uh. Kylo Ren shows up there and pretty much realizes that there's a ton of Snokes in jars and he meets up with uh, uh, Palpatine who who has been dead since uh, the previous uh, trilogy and I just thought that was kind of interesting because actually in the Legends universe there actually is like a short story or like a book about Palpatine cloning himself and I think... That was pretty cool that they're finally starting to show more of, like, the Uncharted universe because we really don't see that in, like, the previous Star Wars movies. It's just that I was really confused with. So, Snoke was a puppet that either was being manipulated by Palpatine with the Force or just had the Force itself. They don't really go too much into it. 
Like, what did you think when you saw Palpatine as that? Did you think that was, like, cool, or was that a cop-out of picking a villain? No, I, I I absolutely freaked out. I was very excited. I mean, like, I don't know. They were hinting like that in, like, um, not the trailers, but, like, certain, um, like, images leading up to it. Like, they were just giving, a, like, a look to Ray that is just, like, I don't know. I just, I just had, like, a feeling, and then I saw him come out, and I just, I, yep, I was a corny person in the theater that whooped a little bit, even though it's a bad guy, I don't care, but, yeah, no, I was very excited. I, I, I honestly was, too, because, like, I really liked Palpatine, like, Palpatine as a Sith Lord, just because he, his master was Darth Plagueis the Wise. I just wish, that's the part that kind of bothered me, is they, they didn't bring up Darth Plagueis at all, and, like, how he trained Palpatine. And I'm not saying like I would, I would I'd want to see a flashback of Plagueis being killed by Palpatine, but I wish they would have like paid respects to this Sith Lord that was Darth Plagueis the Wise. And like that whole cuz like that's a whole spiel in like the like the Anakin Skywalker series that uh when Palpatine explained to Anakin, "Have you heard the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise?" and he goes into this long spiel. And I wish that would have been brought up at least once. It's just like, "Oh, I'm Palpatine. I have figured out through the force to like stay alive which actually is true so like darth there's a character named revan who stayed alive through his anger of being defeated by this one mandalorian emperor that he literally kept himself alive through his hate and killed him and that's and then he died and then darth maul darth maul is still alive as you saw in the han solo series he only survived through his extreme hate for the Jedi. That's how he kept alive. Like his hate and living off of rats. Like in the Star Wars uh Clone Wars TV show, you see how he how he stayed alive. But a lot of these Sith Lords are and some Jedi have stayed alive strictly through how much they hated a certain thing. And so Palpatine hated the light side of the force, which you see yeah. with that, which I, I thought was cool. It is that like they never really built up to that with the two previous movies from how from what I felt. I don't know if you would agree with that or not. So, like, do you feel like with the previous Star Wars movies, they, like, built up to anything that Palpatine was coming back, in your opinion? Or did that throw you off a little bit when Palpatine all of a sudden appeared? Um, that was actually one of the things that I liked, because maybe I'm just totally oblivious, but I did not see that coming. Like, I mean, I should have known, because I feel like in Star Wars anything's possible, but at the same time, like, I liked the fact that at least for me, like, they didn't give a whole lot of clue to that, and he was just silent for so many years. Like, that's what I thought was awesome, that it wasn't just, like, it wasn't obvious at all that he was alive or that they just didn't know where he was or that he was just living in the shadows, that he was, like, completely gone in everybody's eyes and then, like, completely back, just yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, I thought that was cool. If I, I, I like that it was Palpatine, but for me, as, like, an old-school fanboy, I, if it, if... If it had been Plagueis, if Plagueis all of a sudden came back, I would have lost my mind. And it's cool that Palpatine did it because Palpatine was a uh, tra- was the apprentice of a uh, pl- uh, was the apprentice of Plagueis. So I can see like how he could have came back. And I just thought it was really cool that um that scene when he unveiled all those Sith destroyers, yeah, those Sith oh st- that blew my mind away. Yeah, that was amazing. But that's another reason that, like, it was so cool. It was just, like, it went from absolutely nothing to 
can completely obliterate like everything in like a matter of days honestly not even that yeah that's that's what i really thought was cool and the thing interesting that like i don't think people understood like i uh i bought the visual dictionary which is like just like it's a book about the movie and i like, went through it yeah. all like those ships um uh, like those ships and like the red Sto- uh, the red sith troopers are all the children of people that worship the that are that oh, worship yeah yeah, yeah it's like um cuz like i know one of uh Kylo Ren's like commanders was like, why are we letting these this cult control us? Cause like there's like you know like how in uh, Rogue One there's people that talk about how they worship the Force. Yeah. There's the opposite. There's people that worship Sith. Now there's people that worship Darth Vader. That's why those people on Mustafar were like fighting to defend like, like their Holy Grail. That was like, that Sith holocron. And so you see all these like all these Sith sympathizers that, essentially raise their kids to fight for the Sith and that's why they're so yeah. loyal and I thought that part was badass that was pretty awesome I like I always love like looking back afterwards and like it's always, always like leaving the theater and like googling a million things that you're like not sure about and they just like the writers either have to explain or like or like actors or whatever and it's just like really interesting to see anything that you miss yeah, and I thought that that, like, that part was like was pretty cool that he pretty much unveils an army. And I know in the in the non-canon, like something similar happens too that, uh, pretty much like Sith's figure out a way to like build all these ships. And uh, I just feel like when it came to Palpatine's character, I thought that was interesting that he's been pretty much doing this in the shadows since the Empire fell. Mm-hmm. It is that I wish we, I think we might get hints of it later on in the series like later on maybe in like the mandalorian series or in the star wars clone wars series about what actually happened excuse me how um all this occur without people knowing right because uh because there's a because there's a star wars fallen order movie which i mean video game which came out like uh, like a not too short before the actual star wars movie came out Mm -hmm. and it talks about how uh there's a bunch of there's a list of uh force sensitive children and this one jedi that survived order 66 is on his is pretty much on his way to find this list and destroy it and that's where we might get baby yoda who i i call he's known as the kid but everyone just calls him baby yoda and then you get fanboys like me that are like not actually maybe you wanna... yeah we're like i i i i i've i've, I've stopped correcting people because i'm like no one cares it's no literally nobody cares but <laughs> the know-it-all and you just gotta do it yeah and so like baby Owen was nowhere to be found neither was uh din Djarin or what people know as the mandalorian it is like so maybe in the second season of the mandalorian we'll see what happened in between the two movies which i think will be cool and they're making a tv series or a movie about the other characters that are in Rogue One. Well, I don't remember the guy's name that assisted. Uh, look him up real quick, because they're they're making a lot of movies now, and TV shows about other characters in the Star Wars universe, which I think is just badass in my opinion. Because I I really actually find things more interesting other than follow. Like no offense to Luke and Leia, I'm like I've seen you my entire life. Can we get some new people? Right, we already know your story. Move on. Yeah. Cassian, uh, Cassian Andor 
is actually going to get his own TV series or movie apparently. So I think that's that's pretty interesting. And so we move on from there, and uh, we see that Ray is uh, continuing like her training. Just as Luke did back when he was a young Jedi in Dagobah, they're training. She's training on whatever planet she's on, and then you also see that uh, Finn and Poe are on a mission to spy on uh, Kylo Ren. Oh, why is an Exegol? And then like they have to go chase around trying to get this information. Which I, I thought the whole scene was pretty cool when they're like jumping into hyper speed, uh, hyper yeah. speed jumping. Yeah, speed jumping. I thought that part was just really, really cool, and that just interesting with uh, explaining the the Star Wars lore of like how hyperspace works, and technically you cannot do it for too long because you might just actually end up crashing, like you saw in the last movie when uh, that commander Laura Dern's character flew the star her star like her star cruiser into that star destroyer, killing like yep. destroying it. That that can happen, or you can just crash and blow up. And I thought. It's really interesting when they were showing the different planets that they were hyper jumping on. One of them was Coruscant. Mm. I thought that part was cool, and uh, Leia gets in. Like, I thought it was cool when Le- like as this, as this is happening, Leia's training, and uh, she kind of like freaks out about uh, what happened with Luke, and she like turns off her lightsaber and just chooses to fight with like a stick, just like choosing like use like non technology because I think she. Doesn't want. I I feel like then she didn't want to fully accept herself as a Jedi, mm. because of what happened with Luke and maybe the flashbacks of what happened with Luke and Leia, and like with Kylo and like her connection to Ben Solo or Kylo Ren, however you want to call it, still affects right. her. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of that. That's just like, that's one of the things I really loved about this movie is just like they. I mean, a lot of that was probably they did a lot with Leia, obviously because of like her actress's passing and everything, but I think they handled it pretty gracefully and they did a lot with that family that just like, it was, it was just really sweet that they did. Like they had them all so connected, like throughout the entire movie that I thought was, was done well. Yeah. I thought the part was interesting. Actually, Billy Lord, who, if you don't know her, she's an American horror story. Yeah. That's a, I, that's a, every time I see her, I'm like, yes, (laughs) it just blows my mind away. That's Carrie Fisher's daughter. Cause I knew her from uh, American Horror Story because I'm a huge a- I love that like series so much. I don't know if you you ever like watched it. I I watched a lot in high school, mm-hmm. and college, and so on. And uh, she was in Booksmart. But when I saw her in the Star Wars series, I really appreciated that. And after Carrie Fisher's passing, she brought up you know like how uh, how um, you know Leia protected her, and now she protects Leia, and. Mm-hmm. We see later on. There's a scene in which uh, Luke and Leia are training as Jedi, pa- like Luke, Luke's Leia's uh, Jedi master, and she's the Padawan. And it's Billy Lord playing as Carrie, Fit- yeah, like playing as Leia. And I yeah, thought that was super I know, cool. I recognize her face like right away. It's like yes, I love that. That's so cool. And I really appreciate that. Like they just showed Leia as a Jedi, which in the canon. She actually was, like, in the non-canon, she actually was a Jedi. Because, like, all the Skywalkers are Force-sensitive because their dad was Anakin Skywalker or Darth Vader. Like, there's no way you're not going to be (laughs) Force-sensitive. And, um, did you, uh, did you find it, 
we like did you did you find it kind of weird that like they just decided to show that she was force sensitive in the last movie when she gets shot out of that out of that cruiser and she's used the force to propel herself back into it, safety well they really don't show her force sensitive at all unless it has anything to do with like her sensing like luke is in trouble or kylo ren yeah like it, unless it's just like her sensing like that's what they really never showed her like that's what was kind of cool to see her doing that like and training and stuff too because you never got to see her being a badass it just showed her being a leader and i thought like i don't know i yeah it was weird that it came out of nowhere though that it's just all of a sudden like just very like you're basically you look unconscious and you're just pulling yourself to safety out of nowhere and we've never seen you like I don't think did we see her use the force at all really leading up to that? I think in like the old trilogy, like we see Leia like, oh no, Luke's in trouble. Like she has force like it's hinted that she can sense when Luke's in trouble, which is like a force ability. Right. The thing is like when it comes to Star Wars, there's so many things that the force can do that like very few Jedi can do or some do and some don't. Like force healing. We see in this movie and in The Mandalorian, force healing is an actual ability. And but they don't show that like at all leading up to it. No. Which caused a lot of issues, and I'll get to that when we get to that scene. Is like there's a lot of things the force is capable of and that we really don't understand. And when it comes to cause in the non can universe, dude, there it's stupid how much things though there's like people can like walk through walls, there's force teleport, people are pretty much are are airbenders and earthbender. It's like people are avatars, it blows my mind away. And so there's that, and you just see them, like, after that, you see Luke and, uh, I mean, not Luke, I mean, Leia is, like, saying, like, we got to get ready for this next mission to figure out what's going on. And they don't really have a lot of time either. They have, like, what, 24 hours? Yeah, they, yeah, they had 24 hours, I believe. And before that, and um, so everyone's just scrambling to figure out what they're going to do because, like, they're, they don't have that many forces because in The Last Jedi we saw they put a distress signal and no one was willing to Nobody help. Responded. And so they're they're pretty hopeless at this point, and uh, they land a Millennium Falcon, and Ray's freaking out because I guess Ray had a special connection to that thing for some reason, which I didn't. Yeah, did they explain that ever? Like, but she's so she's so angry when they come back, and she tells them they tell them they were light speeding. Like, oh, they're not, she's she's not worried. Like, oh, my friends are almost like almost died <laughs> and got captured by Kylo Ren. The Falcon. But God forbid something happened to the Millennium Falcon. I'm like. Dude, like you, you literally only saw it on um, Jakku because you were a trash hoarder for a scrapper. Like maybe she felt connected to it because like it saved her life, or I don't know. So they uh, decide to go on a mission to uh, uh, Pasana, and they there's like this forty. I thought that part was cool. There's a forty-two year old forty-two. Excuse me. There's a fest that happens every forty-two years, and forty-two years ago is when the first Star Wars movie came out. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not make that connection at all. <laughs> yeah. I didn't make that connection either till like, afterwards I, like, read something. I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, they're, they're pretty much, like, saying, telling everyone, like, hey, you got to stay low. There's a lot of um, First Order troopers there. And I'm like, really? You're going to tell Chewbacca to stay low? <laughs> There's not that many Wookiees on this planet or whatever. And, and everybody else looks so different than mm -hmm. all of them already. And then there's, like, this giant hairy thing walking around it's a giant wookie and you see like that, that uh 
Ray gets kind of emotional because she sees all the kids having fun with their families and that one little girl gives her uh, a necklace and says, what clan are you from? And she can't really answer because... She doesn't know her family name? Yeah. She never knew her family name. And, um, spoiler alert, she's a Palpatine. Uh, <laughs> did you did you like that she was revealed to be a Palpatine? Or did you would you rather have been just, like, her be descended from no one? Kind of like how Anakin was. You know, I, like... I get that it's kind of corny that, like, everybody who's the main character, pretty much, like, that becomes, like, somebody is, like, I don't know, people were theorizing for a while, they're like, oh, she must, maybe she's, like, a Kenobi or something, but I'm, like, at the same time, like, I, I'm i glad that they, they have some characters that aren't, like, obviously, like, but to have her come from somebody, especially because he was gone so long, and to make that connection to that, like, generations old thing i think that's i think that was cool i liked it but like as soon as she did that like my friend i just had her um i just had her watch the second trilogy before we went to see it because i just thought i was like i'm making you watch this with me and you need to have at least seen the second trilogy so you can see like the ones that led up to it and she didn't make the connection i'm like no like lightning does not just ordinarily come out of the fingers like this is important this is exciting yeah but as soon as said, like she is not who you think she is oh my goodness i was very excited i thought that part was crazy so they're on pasana and um they get detected like the knights of ren are there and that's one part that really kind of gets me is they never really go they never show the true ability of the knights of ren like there's a whole entire knights of ren comic book series they're all force sensitive beings and um, they follow this idea of the of Ren, and there's a character named Ren, and they all they all I think they all I'm trying to remember exactly the a bunch of them met on like in prison, and they all broke out, and they all follow the, they're all Sith followers and follow the idea of Ren, and Kylo Ren kind of picks up with them, and they just don't show the true capabilities. You just see them like honestly following people a lot, and just one fight scene. So they're on this planet. And uh, they're about to get captured, and then uh, a character comes out in like a weird outfit and shoots one of the stormtroopers, and it turns out to be Lando Clarizian, <gasps> which I thought was badass because I love Lando so much. Yes, that was amazing. I was so excited. Yeah, that was definitely that was definitely cheerworthy when he came out. It was just like I liked it because it was. It, I don't know. They waited a while. A lot of the characters they brought back in this movie, and it was just like. It had been, like, just enough time, and just, like, that last connection was just perfect. Oh, they did so well with that. Yeah, and honestly, like, uh, you saw Lando do the same thing with Leia back in the original trilogy, do how he rescued her by just being all goof in a costume or whatever. And he says, oh, yeah, we need to go find this bounty hunter, and this will lead us to what he was looking for or how to find a Sith holocron. And, uh... So they end up in like this chase with stormtroopers or whatever, and uh, I I thought that was, like it reminded me of Mad Max Fury Road almost. I don't know if you ever saw that, which Charlie Theron. Okay. Uh, that scene reminded me of that where they're just like fighting on like these like dirt like these road bikes or whatever, and just like a lot of explosions. And I thought it was kind of funny that uh, when the stormtroopers have jetpacks, they all start freaking out like they have jetpacks now. When did this happen? <laughs> They fly now and they're like all freaking out. I thought that part was actually really funny that these stormtroopers are actually improving. And they just 
start flying out and realizing like, oh, we need to figure out what's going on. And they're like about to make it to the ship or whatever. And that was uh, so frustrating to me. So frustrating to me that they defeat like they get past and like get away from all of these at the last second. One more comes and shoots them both. Yeah. At the same time, in the most inconvenient place. In the sand pit, and um, that that's one part of the movie that bothered a lot of people. And that kind of bothered me when uh, Finn <laughs> is looking at Le- uh, looking at Ray and like I have something to tell you, and he never actually reveals what he says. And I know some people are like, oh, he's going to tell her he loved her. I'm like, no. I, I had a feeling that he was going to be like, I'm Force-sensitive too. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. I've always thought he was Force-sensitive since the day. he. Um, I know some people like thought he was Force-sensitive since his first scene when he's on that planet fighting. And he realizes, like, I guess some like some people theorize, like, the Force forced him not to kill anyone. Like, he didn't believe in, like, the oh, yeah. that he didn't yeah. believe in fighting. Because there's a short story, there's, like, a story about like Finn back when he was training and like the way the clone troopers tra- like those tra- like troopers trained since they were all orphans they all trained like squads of four I don't know one it was like Slip Red Finn and another guy and they all trained and Finn was actually a good fighter in the academy but when it came to combat he couldn't do it and Finn's friend Slip was they called him Slip because he always slipped up and he was like just a shitty stormtrooper because he and that that stormtrooper that covers Finn's face with blood is Slip, and in uh, the Force Awakens, that that stormtrooper that calls him traitor is Red, the, like his arch nemesis oh, yeah. from the Academy, and like I I always I wanted honestly them to reveal either in the Last Jedi or in this movie that he is Force sensitive and to see him use his Force abilities as well, and well, I, he like. Jumping forward too, but like when Ray, when that happened later, like didn't he react? Like he knew when he was like going through, um, like he, he was like running somewhere else, and Ray fell, and he like knew what happened. Yeah, because like she felt like because it's through the force. Yeah, that's why like that's what bothered me when it came to that. Like they really didn't fully like embrace that. And that's why I think in that scene, and I think some people even confirmed, I think someone asked, um, uh, one of the showrunners, like what happened? And they're, and uh, I think they asked JJ Abrams directly, what was he going to say? And like, Oh, that he's force sensitive. I think they asked that like a, in a recent panel, I think in like Brazil, I could be wrong, but I think they confirmed that he is force sensitive. And so they fall through this pit or whatever. And, um, uh, they're searching for what they're looking for, and uh, Poe Dameron's like, "What are you gonna say?" Well, I I, I want to know too. I'm like, "Poe, can you relax?" And Calm down. <laughs> I was like, "Poe, I know we all know that you're in love with Finn. Like, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> Even though Star, like, we we have yet to move over that threshold of having same sex characters love each other." Well, they did that one. They had one. That kiss. Yeah. yeah. But like. That just that one kiss. That was a kiss. I'm talking. About, I'm talking about like a full on fleshed out love story. Right. Yeah. Which uh, Finn like shuts down people left on. He shut down Rose in the and there's a book where Finn sa- like t- tells Rose like, oh, I want to just be friends. Mm-hmm. Because Rose and Finn, Rose and Finn, Finn shared a kiss in the last movie. Yeah, but then this movie, yeah, he was there. It was like it was a lot more platonic too. Yeah. From like what you could see. So Finn. Like, they all find, like, where this, like, one bounty hunter ended up, and they find his bones. Like, well, this is where he's at. And they find a Sith dagger. And, um, 
they find like they find this snake or whatever and everyone's freaking out and leia just goes up and heals them right. because i mean ray ray goes up and heals them and now everyone knows like oh they heal people now yeah that was that was cool that part i thought was was pretty interesting like i was like oh they because we we saw that recently in the mandalorian, in the mandalorian with yeah. with baby yoda and so, like, hopefully now they start fleshing out how that perf- how that works. Because, like, now these more Force abilities are starting to come out. Like, Baby Yoda was able to control fire. Yeah. Which, yep. in Star Wars canon, that's an actual ability. But, like, in the canon, it was mostly used by Sith Lords. Or other people would use p- Force pyrotechnics to, like, light up a cave. Like, they wouldn't really use it to, like, burn people. Mm-hmm. So, they fix... They, like, she heals the, the, the snake creature and it just, like buggers off and then they realize and then cp through like the most talkative bastard in most of star wars history being extra annoying is yeah and then he's like oh i know how to read that but i can't because i'm not allowed to speak sith which actually was set up by palpatine when order 66 occurred when it became senate he made it illegal for all droids to be able to translate sith languages so they control how information is being sent Yeah, so that's why see people see people can technically decode it, but he's not allowed to be. But he can't like translate it and say it too. Because it's illegal. Yeah. So they have to go to Kamiji, and um, which Kylo Ren's people follow him there because uh, for the for plot sakes, like they can never get away from these people. Oh no! Like before we get to that, they uh get to the they they can't get back to the Millennium Falcon, so they have to go back to that abandoned bounty hunter ship. And uh, Chewie gets captured, and Finn has a feeling that Ray is waiting. Yeah, she's out wandering wherever. That part, I'm like, what do you expect? I'm like, why do you have to fight a starfighter with a lightsaber? So she. But it was very badass. Okay, yeah, that was sick. Okay, that was pretty. That was pretty cool that she did that and like took him, took took out that starfighter, and like Ray and Kylo have have like this little like tug of war with the force and pretty much rip that ship apart and finn starts freaking out because he thinks that um chewie's on the ship everyone's freaking out like chewie's dead and there's there was for a moment i actually got sad because i love chewie as a character yeah. but that, i i i don't know like obviously i was scared but i feel like i knew that they were obviously gonna kill leia off so i was just like I don't know. I kind of knew that they're, like they're not gonna do both these characters when they don't have to do that to Chewbacca, and they're pretty much forced to with Leia since Carrie Fisher is gone. I was like, they wouldn't do both after they lost Han in the last movie too, and or whenever, and Luke is gone. Like Chewie's like the only original one left besides now Lando who's back and all the droids. Well, yeah, but living creature eyes. So right. they. And then we saw with that that Leia, I mean that Ray, damn, I keep on Ray. Ray has the ability to use Force Lightning and blows up the ship, mm-hmm. which we only saw with certain Sith Lords. One of them being Palpatine. Yep. So they all go up to the ship and they all fly out. They go to Kamiji, and um, we see that uh, on the ship that Chewbacca survived. He's on the he's on one of the Sith destroyers, and they all land at Kamiji. And uh, pretty much the town's being ransacked or whatever. And it's like pretty much torn apart. 
because they want to find uh, Ray and the gang, and uh, they run in, and they run into like two like two of like characters that I wish would have been more util- utilized. Yeah, Zora, what was her name? I'm trying to remember. Uh, one of them was Babu Frick, who by far was my favorite yeah. character of the whole movie. Yes, absolutely. Like Babu Frick just pretty much won. Zora Bliss, played by Carrie Russell from The Americans. And uh, okay. Babu Frick is played by, uh, um, if you are a fan of 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 of, uh, of Harry Potter, she plays a ghost in the Harry Potter series and plays uh-huh. Babu Frick. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah, Sher- Shirley Henderson. And I just thought that part was cool. I wish we would have, like, the thing is, they're like, oh, yeah, uh, did you not know that your friend uh, Poe Dameron was a spice runner? Which kind of threw me off a little bit because in the Star Wars, like, in the canon book, he was actually a naval pilot. Mm-hmm. So maybe he did spice running before or after leaving the Federal, like, the, like, like leaving the, em- like, leaving the Empire because he didn't want to be an imp anymore. But I thought it was cool that, you know, he had a love interest outside of Finn. Yeah. And it was, uh, just, it was kind of heartfelt to see, um, uh, see Pithril, like, get up one last time. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm taking one last look at my friends before Babu Frick resets the memory to make him read the Sith, uh, the Sith dagger. And I thought that part was cool. When he, like, reads the Sith dagger, his eyes turn red, his voice changes. Yeah, and, like, they made him, like, well, it was just interesting because you, like, associate this character with, like, this quirky little personality for forever, and then, like... It's like looking at a person, and then all of a sudden, like, this creepy voice is coming out. Like, it's not them anymore, but it's still, like, their body. That was weird, but I liked it, yeah. That part I thought was really badass, and it just, like, I just thought it was cool when, like, he's, like, after he snaps out of it, like, they know where to go now, and they snap out of it, and he's like, oh, what are your names? And Mike's like, oh, I, Babu Frick. I'm like, God, Babu Frick is just so (laughs) funny. And he says, my old. Oh yeah, when he gives a call back, like, oh, Babu, my oldest friend, because he's being reset or whatever, and um, I thought that 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 was cool, and then so, after that, like, as they're on Kamiji or whatever, uh, pretty much everyone, like, the, the whole place is being ransacked or whatever, and Zora and Poe have a heart-to-heart, she's like, come live, come, like, come move on with me, and Poe's like, I gotta fight for the rebellion, and Zora's like, I was like, are you still into this dude? Or because they don't right. like, apparently he screwed over somehow. We really don't know how he did it. Maybe that could be a spin-off movie. Or just yeah. him as a spice runner. So Is that part or she gives him the um thing? Oh yeah, the commander's medallion, which will get you on and through any like uh like blockade. Which I'm like, damn, for someone that really hates this guy, like you really like still love yeah. him. Do you like, think do you think they were like 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 that's like a love interest of his or were they just like I feel like I feel like it was especially cuz at the end too he does like that look with her like when they meet up again yeah. um Marianne he does like this weird like little flirt thing like with the eyebrows yeah. and she's like nope not happening She's like nah which I'm like damn man not even Poe Dameron one of the greatest fighter pilots can like <laughs> pick up a girl in like the nope. international universe so they realize they have to go to like this where uh, the original Death Star crashed, and this is where like I thought it got kind of hokey, oh or whatever, 
So while this is happening, she has like a vision of her parents being killed and it revealed like she is a Palpatine or whatever. And so that part kind of threw me off because it's not really revealed or brought up in the previous saga, him ever having a love interest or hooking up with someone whatsoever. I just knew him as like this old crusty guy. And I'm... That part kind of bothered me. I'm like, there's no hint that like he had a family. Like in the in the non-canon, yeah. he had a, he had a son, but that's in Legends. In this one, it's not really revealed. Some people think it was like this secretary that you see with him when Order sixty six is commanded. Like when he says, "I am the Senate," there's like a woman sitting next to him, like a twelk, mm. like a twelk, which you see in the Mandalorian series as like one of the people that tries to kill Din Djarin. And some people yeah. theorize that that's the mistress, but we really won't know. That like that that's the part that kind of threw me off. That like he had a, they had like a wife and kids. Yeah. Or maybe just like a one night stand. I, I don't I don't know. It's it's Star Wars. Anything goes. It's just kind of like hard to judge what he would have been like when he was actually in his prime. Yeah, like maybe he had like multiple mistresses because like technically Jedi's aren't supposed to have kids. Like it's like I think I think it's become a Jedi master. You can't have children. But we obviously see that Anakin doesn't care about that because he married Leia and yeah. had two kids. So we obviously see that like Jedi's really don't care. Jedi's are, it's like the Night's Watch in Game of Thrones. No one really cares about the rules. So they decide to go through this blockade and under, do they get captured or do they just like does she purposely go go towards the ship or whatever? Like well, first, this is after she did this whole like weird thing with yeah kylo ren and then he realizes where she is yeah so because she knocks down the vader's mask and it lands by him where he is in um kimiji or whatever kimiji. And, and he then he realizes where she is and then he books it to the ship but by then she's already like yeah no i think she's she's just getting ready to go because no they because they find well, because, like, they end, do they get captured? I'm trying to remember. Do they get captured or are they just, like, get yeah, on the ship? Yeah, yeah, because that's when they find, remember, because they found out who the uh, informant was. Yeah, it was General Hux. Yeah. So they end up so, on the, sh- they get on the ship and General Hux is like, oh, I'll take care of the execution of these traitors myself. And uh, he goes and shoots all of them. He goes and shoots all the stormtroopers and saves them. And Finn's like, why are you doing this? He's like, I don't care like, if don't you care win. I only want Kylo Ren to lose, yep. which I'm like, it's kind of brings up the phrase, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And I thought that part is interesting. He goes back and that other general just shoots him. Yep. <laughs> it's like, he has, he has no doubt. <laughs> and, and isn't he, he served, he had served in the, um, the old guy had been around before. Oh yeah. He had served like for a long while. Like he's a longstanding character. And so had Huck's been too. But Hux kind of just proved that he kind of just was a shit officer because, like, with many of the decisions he kept making. Or maybe, I don't know, would you justify Hux's actions? Do you think Hux had to change a heart or Hux was like, I am tired of following these 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 wizards, as some people call the Jedi or sorcerers? Oh, yeah. I do not think it was a change of heart at all. I think it was all selfish. I think he just, like, because he was on his own little power trip when he was like an equal to Ren like when or they when they were like both trying to get Snoke's approval and stuff and they were just being little girls about it 
And so I think he was just like, now I'm honestly surprised that he like lived to see this movie and even be in that little council anyways. Like, I don't know. I'm surprised they didn't get rid of him after any issue that they had had in the last movie with him. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm like, you really led like two horrible military campaigns and somehow you still have made it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Vader like would literally kill anybody who even looked at him the wrong way. It's just like, Oh, I'm irritated with you. Die. Choke. I feel like Vader was a lot more like of a walk quietly, but carry a big stick and he carried yeah. a big stick and killed lots of people this relentlessly. And I don't know. I feel like Kylo's this really emotional. Like, I remember people compared Kylo to like a whiny emo kid, which I thought was actually kind of funny. Well, I mean, if you think about it too, like I've seen like people post about it a lot too, is like a lot of the reason that, Kylo Ren is evil and it's a lot of it it's just like if you compare him to like a serial killer or somebody who's been like damaged as a child like went through a lot of shit when they were really younger and it fucked him up like obviously there's a lot of things that like you've got the dark side pressing on him and you've got the emperor in the background too but there are a lot of things about like what happened to him and what he went through like as a kid and like adolescence that would lead to him being the way he is as well. Yeah. Cause um, actually we, it brings up to this, like he was manipulated by the dark side by Palpatine through Snoke when he was in the Academy and that we see in the previous movie, Luke was about to kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He's... And you think that somebody's just like, Oh, that's fine. My uncle was just about to kill me. Like no big deal. Someone who he's supposed to trust, train him and protect him. Yeah. And is, like... And he, like, that's the thing. Like, Luke could sense it, but at the time, Ben couldn't. He didn't know necessarily that he was even, like, going to end up this way anyway, even if Luke could. Yeah. Like, like he was already plotting to be, like, this, like, hurtful, like, bad character, but he didn't know that at the time that Luke, in Luke's mind, he was going to be keeping the world from that. Yeah, and I just I thought that was interesting because like we in in the, in the Force Awakens I think Le, uh, Leia is talking to Han and he, she's like there's so there's too much Vader in him because he's he worships Darth Vader he doesn't worship Anakin like yeah, Anakin at all that's why he's got the mask it's never like he's like a fanboy bro that's he's a fanboy of his uncle he he literally made that's why who was mocking him was it Snoke who said take off like your ridiculous mask you're like you're an idiot. He was at, like he's he basically made the mask like he had no issues with like breathing or anything like that like the only thing he, the only reason he keeps that on probably is just to be intimidating yeah and i i totally agree with that and i think when he knocks over the mask i think that made him so angry because i'm like you don't do that to like my idol i'm like dude can you relax like your <laughs> darth vader was actually a really terrible person yeah right like he only redeemed himself at the end but Still, so they have to go to um, Kifbur, which is like a moon of Endor, and to find where the second Death Star crashed. Yeah. To and they happen to land in the same spot, and they happen to be at the right area where she pulls out like a little thing and just matches it up with the ruins. That part I thought was how to use it already. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's stupid. I I thought that part was dumb. I wanted. I wanted it to be like a Sith artifact where like she had a vision and she knew where it would be. Not like, oh, I'm going to pull out this like, it was like the Goonies where the Goonies line up 
that stone yeah. and figure that's what the treasure is is exactly what that's how I felt that scene was like and that's what kind of bothered me I'm like okay this is just childish can we not do this mm-hmm. and Finn met more defectors I thought that was cool too when Finn ran into that was uh, really cool and that they all had defected together yeah like, like a whole entire battalion described it too it was just like they had all like done it at the exact same time and they hadn't like none of them really necessarily talked about it or given any plan or thought to it but they just all felt like they needed to they all dropped their weapons at once <laughs> and the funny part is that character J- Jaina I think is her name um okay. it's kind of hinted at and you see this towards the end that she's the lost child of Lando Clarizian yeah, yep, and then he talks, he's like, she's asking where she's from or whatever, and he says he wants to help her find out or something like that. Because I know some people are like, ooh, why is this old guy creeping on her? I'm like, I didn't feel that. I'm like, maybe this guy wants to help thought, the- Yeah, maybe it's her dad. And it's later on revealed that, like, he had a kid and, like, shows a timeline of her life and his life and when he lost a kid. Because, like, like, Lando had kids too, but Lando also, like, date was, like, uh... I, I, when Han Solo, like the Han Solo movie came out, it was revealed like he was pansexual and also robosexual. Because he was dating that robot. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Yeah, like I think everyone did. I don't think anyone realized that like he was in a full-edged relationship with a machine. That's funny. <laughs> it was like Blade Runner, just they didn't look like humans whatsoever. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. I, I guess. So they uh, go to the Death Star and they uh, cl- and Ray just goes back to her old ways of just climbing on shit and uh, climbs on to that like one reactor which was the one that uh, Obi Wan Kenobi yes climbed that was on. Amazing! Oh my goodness! Well, she went up there and like and then they played some of the like the themes too from like the old movies and then you could just see it as she like looked around and like took it in and was like yep you get like all the Vader vibes right here too. I, that part kind of got me emotional. I'm like, dang, this like is a way callback. Some people won't get it, but I totally got because that was what he climbed up when he when Han when uh, Kenobi sacrificed his life to make sure that Luke would survive and make it to Dagobah. Mhm. Oh, that was amazing. See, like that's like little connections like that that maybe aren't so obvious. And, like, sorry, some people are frustrated, but it's like, do you see this? Like, it's oh, that was so cool. Oh. So she so gets up there and he's. Or she gets up there, and then she went, what, I was confused as to what was special about the room that she went into that made her see herself that way. I think it was because Kylo was being, Kylo was there, and was trying, like, and okay. with, yeah. along with the, the manipulation of Palpatine, her grandfather, she saw herself as a Sith Lord, which I thought, she looked yeah. badass as a Sith Lord, not gonna oh, yeah, lie. yeah, she looked awesome. Like, she looked badass as a Sith Lord. So, she... I think it was, like, through the power of, like, evil that she had the possibility of, like, turning to the dark side. And so, that's why, um... I feel like she saw herself as that. But she's too much of a light side user to fully, like, go to the dark side. Is, like, how I gathered. If... And so, that's why she saw herself as that. Because we later see on that Kylo and her start to fight. In, like, one of my favorite fight scenes that I've seen in a long while. Yeah, they, they did a really good job with that. I just thought that they, like, even the whole atmosphere and, like, environment of that, what, was, was it a moon? 
Are yeah, it was a moon of Endor, so it's like yeah, it's in this like, same galaxy. Know, they made that, that was honestly genius. Like I, I thought it was just like they took it out of nowhere that she like they they really haven't brought any. There's been like no really anything to do with water anywhere that I've seen much. Like it's been pretty much all on land or woods or forest or desert or whatever. Minus they the. There, there was a beach landing in the in Star Wars in the Re- Revenge of the Sith on the mm-hmm. on uh on, on Kashyyyk where all the ch- Wookiees are. That's the only oh, time we okay. ever see like a beach landing. Like that's the closest thing. Like that's like their D Day essentially. And so yeah. I thought it was cool that they fought on water or like in, in like during like a storm or whatever. And so yeah, and it so it made it so much more intense too. Like, a lot of the time, that's what I noticed, too, is, like, music plays such a big role, and, like, film scores play such a huge role in, like, the drama and suspense and everything of any, like, any movie ever. So, when you can find a scene or, like, any part of a movie that doesn't require that to still be completely, like, badass and just, like, really kill it. Like, I don't, like, there was part of, like, that scene did have music, like, either near the thing closer to the end, like, when more dramatic things happen but like half the time when they were fighting it was just the sounds of the water like with them drowned out half the time like you can't even hear their sabers for part of it and i just thought that was just like awesome yeah i thought that 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 whole fight scene was just emotional because she's fighting kylo to get ben out of him Mm -hmm. it's like how i felt so they're fighting and uh she gets angry like she legitimately gets angry and uh uh stabs um kylo but it's like throughout that whole entire time kylo and uh, leia is using the force to set up a force memory which is a I, it's an ability i guess that leia has she projects han solo from ben's memories and talks to ben solo th- w- through han through the force well first okay wait 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 back up because first she like just says his name that's what i thought was amazing like all she had to say was like his name and he like whipped his head around and he just stopped like that was it yeah like, like he went from fighting her and she was like it looked like she was getting tired and then leia just says like you just see her like say that and then he just stops i love that and that's when because that's when she, he got distracted and she stabbed him she stabs him, and then she uses her life force to force heal Ben. Mm-hmm. Because she wasn't healing Kylo, she was healing Ben. I think, do you think then she knew that she wasn't talking to Kylo, she was talking to Ben? Yeah, because, well, when did she say, she said something about that to him. She said something like, talking to him, it was either, it was either then, or it was like at the very end. But she said something to him about that, too. Like, and she addressed him as Ben as well. Um, I feel like it was right then, but I don't remember. But, um, so, that, at that same time, that was when, um, yeah, cause she sensed Leia's death first, too. So, after, so she, Leia says Ben, Kylo, she, race impales Kylo Ren, and then she's sitting with him because then immediately... Raise like Leia, so she senses it too because Leia goes down. Yeah, and that's when she decides to heal Ben, and she does that. I feel like, I mean, she is fighting for Ben like that at that point too, but like 
that's when she, it's like definite for her that she's like she just like she has to save him yeah and i i saw that too and i saw, i just really enjoyed the han solo ben solo conversation because we really yep. never get to see what the connection too just like to the previous conversations too and i thought it was cool because like he's about to say i love you and han's like i know i know oh, i know i was dying the whole time i was so excited about that no yeah i mean like that's the same thing when he says um i know what i have to do i don't know if i have the strength to do it yeah before he throws his lightsaber because and then like I just, like, as soon as he addressed him as dad, that was just, like, the turning point, too, though. It was just, like, that last straw that was just, like, him finally just, like, giving in and, like, letting it, letting it out a little bit. Like, he's finally truly let go of the dark side. Mm-hmm. And so he throws his lightsaber in the water and, uh, Ray ditches out and... Does she go back to the planet that Luke was on to get back a lightsaber, right? Well, she doesn't know that. She just goes back there to be annoyed and because she knows what she is now. So she just goes back there to basically save the world from what she would, what she believes she would ultimately do to it. So she thinks she'd bring more harm than good. So she goes to like lock herself up on this island the way that she thinks Luke did. So she won't ever bring any harm to anybody else. So she starts... She burns, um... She tries to burn the lightsaber, and he's like, that's no way to treat a lightsaber. Yep, yep, Luke comes out of the fire, grabs the lightsaber out of nowhere. Because Luke's a force ghost now, which I know a lot of people are like, well, how's he a force ghost? I'm like, fuck it, who cares, dude? Because <laughs> okay. technically, the first person to be trained as a force ghost was Qui-Gon Jinn, and we see that in the Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars series. And we later see that all the other Force Ghosts that appear, but he comes back as a Force Ghost and pretty much is the father that Rey never had and says, you're like, you may be a Palpatine, but you don't have to let the dark side take you. And so, oh, that was the other thing from earlier that I was thinking of is I think that's the reason that she was so connected to the Millennium Falcon is because she viewed and Kylo Ren, I think mentioned that maybe it was him or someone else, but he, she saw as like her like step and father I think at the beginning because they had a relationship from pretty early on and she kind of saw him that way as like somebody that kind of was in that place for her yeah because I know um when I, I remember watching it like Han pretty much like Han was always impressed with like her flying abilities and her abilities to fight and like kind of took him under her took him I mean took her under his wing and showed her around up until his death yeah like she always wanted to like impress him and stuff too and then she had luke as a as a as a master and then he gave up his life and so like these two people to reappear back in her life kind of like made her want to fight back and so she she's on atch two which is the planet that luke was on for his exile she's there and she figures out that there's a holocron in the star fight the tie fighter that was in that was in and there was a huge callback to the original series when luke uses the force and raises the x-wing out of the water out of the water oh my goodness it's so badass too it was just like a ghost standing on the other side of this giant ravine thing lifting 
his original ship out of the water. So basically, so this new Jedi can use it. And so she takes that to go to Exegol using the Wayfinder. Yeah, so... Like, they're back on the planet, like, I, are they on, I think they're on whatever planet they're on where, because they're not on that salt planet anymore, they're just on another planet hiding out to figure out what's going on, and then R2-D2 is like, oh, I'm receiving a transmission from Luke, and they're like, that's impossible, he's dead. Right. And then they realize, oh, it's Luke's TIE fighter, because they're using all this old equipment, and they all were like, well, we're gonna go fight, the, like, this is essentially their last stand, like, they don't know whether or not they're gonna get reinforcements. So yeah, like, they all they know is they're just like it's their well, I mean they've got nothing else. It's either it's like all or nothing. So if they don't do something now, they know that like it's ultimately like everybody's gonna be destroyed. So this is their only choice. This is their only shot. So like Lando's gonna take the Millennium Falcon and blast a signal to bring people to join the fight and everyone else is pretty much like it's all hands on deck, like we're all fighting to the death. So they all make it to Exegol and like this huge like raise in their like raise in the temple like f- trying to like reason with or just fight with Palpatine and there's a space battle going on where uh two things it's like it's very intense what's going on so like there's people like so uh, I'll start off with Ray and what's going on there so Ray enters like this the temple where they're at and um is pretty much confronted by Palpatine like because pretty much all, all Palpatine wants is to transfer her life force into him so he can come back again. Mm-hmm. Because there's this whole, I think this is the idea of the rule of two. I don't, I don't remember 100% how to explain it. But there's there can only be one Jedi and one Master. There can't be two Jedi Padawans and one Master because one can drain the other's life force. Or, I forget how it works. And so essentially that what what he's trying to do is like drain the life force out of like out of Rey. And they're pretty much like having this argument and Ray and he's like, strike me down. I know you want me to strike me down. Like pretty much saying like, I know you want me to kill me. And if you kill me. So he would eventually, he would pretty much live through her as like, would the rest of the Sith live through him? Yeah. Okay. And so like, they're having this like huge like debate. And then, uh, Ben Solo appears on an, in a TIE fighter running over to save his like low key girlfriend. And he's like, <laughs> has to fight the Knights of Ren this is like the one time the Knights of Ren actually get some action for once in like the whole entire series. Yep. Next to the comic books. And um, she chooses not to. And she like raises the lightsaber to strike down um, Palpatine. And she hands, she force hands it to uh, uh, Ben and they start fighting. And that's when the whole thing, like everyone starts fighting. I thought that part was so badass. Yeah, that was awesome. And then he pulls it out from behind his back. Oh. And he goes to fight them, and he does, like, it cracked me up. He does, like, a little, like, shrug thing. He pulls out the lightsaber from nowhere, and he's just like, yep, here it is. Like, I'm badass. Which I would compare to when Luke, like, did this number yeah. in the last movie. Yeah. Did not like that at all. Really? At all. I thought that was way corny. I loved it kylo ren's little sassy thing but luke it was just like yes it was bad enough like badass enough that all those things just like blasted you and you came out of it without a scratch but that was too much but anyways off topic are you sure you're just not an adam driver fanboy (laughs) 
Yeah, a little bit, but okay, but irrelevant. I know I already did not like that part from la- the last movie. I just know I, did, I didn't like it, but it was just like it's so satisfying too to like actually see. Because like, for instance, like when Anakin is going through all this, like the entire time you're just like hoping and fighting for him to like get through it and like not go to the dark side. So like to see Kylo Ren reject the dark side and like come back to like just being Ben and just being an awesome badass was just like so satisfying to see him coming back to work together with her. Yeah, I thought that part was cool. Like when they have that huge scenario and then outside the there's like a full on battle going on that uh all like the clone troopers that separated from the clone trooper army and like what's left of the rebellion are fighting up on there. And uh, this is where like we see Finn use the force is when they're gonna when they're going towards that antenna, Finn senses that they switched the antenna router to like the Star Destroyer. So he's like, We gotta we gotta get up there. That's no longer the main point of contact. So they go up there and start their assault and they uh the one commander's like, Oh, shut off their speeders and they're like, they're not riding on speeders and they're riding on yeah. they're not blurgs, they're like whatever the horse is horses <laughs> weird horses but there's a scene in which people that was supposed to show him use the force and it's when um you know we see um uh bb8 use like his little droid fingers to like lift up yeah. that gate and the there, apparently that was originally supposed to you're supposed to see finn use the force to open it up oh really which i would rather have seen i honestly i would rather have seen finn use more of his force abilities in this movie i don't know I don't know why. There's just, like, there's so many twists and turns to this movie, and it's, like, for Finn to, like, I don't know. It it also depends on if they're gonna use any of these characters in any other, like, side movies or, like, upcoming trilogies. Yeah. Because they're gonna explain him more than, like, I'd rather them wait on that because of the storyline of this movie. It just really doesn't add up together. It just doesn't go. But, like, otherwise, then, yeah, if they if they never do anything else with him, then I would have liked them to explain that a bit more. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I agree with that. And maybe, hopefully not, like, they, they use him more in the series. And we see, more, like, maybe Adventures of Poe and uh, and him, like, fighting crime across the galaxy. I don't know what, what they would do now since there's no one to fight. <laughs> the thing is, like, this... I'll, I'll bring it up later on. So, like, they're fighting or whatever... And, like, we see the crux of these two battles of, like, the battles turning. Like, for example, like, Ray, like as Rain uh, Banner down there, pretty much fighting with, like, uh, Palpatine. He's sucking the life force out of them. Well, like, he flicks uh, Ben away, and Ben falls into, like, a, cre- a crevasse. And um, we see that uh, Palpatine's, like, about to drain all the life force and fully win against ray but then we hear like all these other voices popping in nowhere and she's like, she's like turns up and he sees yeah is this like is he's just watching this now so she's on her back and watching he... him because now he's using his lightning or whatever and like it's completely ruining like the any of the success that's happening above oh yeah because before this happened the they're like like, Poe Dameron's like, this is it. Like, he's literally about to give up because he thinks they're all going to die. 
because like all their ships are being blown up and you see all these old like all the, his friends that are dying in their starships and on the yeah. and on land and then Lando's like well we got more backup and that's when we see everyone show up like every ship imaginable is there and we see callback to characters that were in the original series yeah yeah oh my god I thought that was badass and we see Babu Frick and Zora yep. like they escaped the destruction of the of Kiji- of that yeah, planet they had that was one of the first ones that Palpatine had destroyed with one of his ships. Yeah. One of the ships. Was that, and I, I, I'm happy that they got out, and they're all fighting, and so, um, like, well, that, well, like, while that's all happening, um, he, like, sucks the life force out of, uh, Rey, and Rey, like, senses all these people that are suffering and dying because of this, and, like, throughout that whole entire scenario... She hears the voices of uh, of all the of all the force ghosts from past, and like some of them, like one of them was Mace Windu, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, Ben Kenobi, both Ben Kenobi's old and the young one. Anakin was there. Luke, uh, Ahsoka Tan. I don't know if she's she's a Twi'lek, and like there's a lot of other old school, like uh, Star Wars Rebels. Jedi there, and they're all, like, telling her, like, you have the ability to do this, and she, I guess, gains the ability, and then, uh, you defeats, uh, Ben, defeats Palpatine and destroys him, and then... It's such a, like, it's such an endgame moment, though, too, because after they brought all these people in the same way they did in endgame, he says, he had, he said, I have the power of all the Sith yeah. behind and she says, and I have all the Jedi. And that's when she has her one light. Is that her? When she has her lightsaber? Yeah. Yeah, she has her lightsaber. And then she takes out, like, her other one, too. And, and then, so she's got Luke and Leia's. Yeah. Oh. And she pretty much uses his force lightning against them and destroys them. And which, yeah, like. So didn't strike him down. Which means that she. Because that was originally what he wanted her to do. But then that way. That was actually genius. Because then she wasn't the one striking him down, te- technically, either. It was himself. So she wasn't, like, taking on his Sith people or anything like that. No, he destroyed himself. And, and like, the whole entire temple falls apart. And then um, we see Ben show up out of nowhere. And Ben... Half falls down. Pretty much dead. Yeah. She falls down and she's, like, out. And that's when Finn, like, reacted to that. Yeah, because Finn sensed it. And that's where we see Finn's a Force-sensitive being. Because he was able... To sense Le- uh, Ray dying, as Leia was able to sense all these other tragedies, dying, like how Ben Solo, I mean, how Han Solo was able to sense that pl- Alderaan being destroyed, because he's like, oh, I just felt a thousand screaming voices, and then they all just stopped, because these Force beings, depending on how strong they are with the Force or their Force connection to another Force being, they can sense suffering, mm-hmm. and he and he sensed her life force go out, which bothers him. And so Ben Solo crawls out of that crevice and sacrifices himself. Gives his life force to Rey. Mm-hmm. And they have like 10 seconds where they're both alive for like literally just a second. And of course they have to kiss because it wouldn't be a movie if they didn't. And I guess I love the little smile that he has for like half a second where he's actually oh like okay good you're a human. You're not just this psycho who's been killing everybody. And then right after that he died. No, he uh, becomes one with the Force. Yes. Well, yes. 
Because, like, we see him become one with the Force and Rey, I mean, not Rey, Leia becomes one with the Force as well. Which I just thought was a cool way to end that, like, end their character arcs that deep that Ben was successfully able to die a for a light a light side of the force user along yeah. alongside much how Darth Vader was able to die as Anakin. Yeah, yeah. So in a way he did become like his icon, but like a good part of his icon. Yeah. And I know a bunch of people brought up the argument of like force healing. They're like, oh why couldn't Han Solo I mean why couldn't uh, Ben Kenobi bring back Qui Gon Jinn? Like, why couldn't all these people get brought back? Well, Darth Vader did try to bring back uh, uh, Padme. And uh, the whole entire Han Solo, Qui-Gon Jinn argument is kind of... I watched a long video about it. And they're like, Qui-Gon Jinn was dead by the time Han Solo... I mean, Ben Kenobi was able to get to him. So, like, there's a lot of arguments. Like, well, it's... Also, it's what J.J. Abrams was making the best of what he could do with what yeah. he had. So, they win the battle, and, uh, they all, like, meet up on that planet, uh, like, back on the planet, and they all, like, start celebrating, and Zora and Poe have, like, their one moment where Poe is just trying to, I don't know, get a victory kiss, I, I have no idea what he's trying to do. <laughs> Everyone, like, starts embracing each other, and some people get emotional, like, Finn and Poe see each other, and, no, Finn and Ray hug. Yeah, and then, well, all three of them do. That's yeah. why I was glad. I was like, please don't come over here and, like, you try to... That's why I was terrified the whole time. I was like, I don't want Finn and Ray to be a thing. And, like, I kept being paranoid that this was going to happen. But that's why I was like, I was glad the three of them, because, like, they had all, like, they had gone through, like, shit together. So I was glad that they, like, all three hugged together. Like, they were all part of that. Yeah, I feel like they went through a lot. Like, they literally watched a large amount of people die. And they, mm -hmm. like, did so much to... Save the galaxy. Save millions of, like, beings and people. And so they, they embrace each other, and you see, like, all the droids hanging out, and good old Babu Frick just in the background chilling. And then you see <laughs> Lando Clarizian talking to Jaina, and pretty much yep. saying, like, hey, let's go find your birth parents. And she's like, yeah, I'd like that. And I know some yeah. people are like, oh, why is he being creepy to this girl? I'm like, dude, maybe he's genuinely I did not get that vibe at all. Apparently the internet... Some people on the internet were, like, be getting creepy about I never got that, but I'm just reading what I read on, like, on Facebook and, like, what a news article made about it. And, like, there's a timeline showing the difference, like, the connection of Jaina and Lando and, how, like, how all these kids are being taken away. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't, I, I enjoy that. And, you know, maybe, like, in, the, like, another series, maybe Finn will be on a journey to find his parents, or, like, through his Jedi journey, which I think would be really, really cool that... Maybe Leia Ray opens up her own Jedi Academy, because then you mm -hmm. see her on Tatooine, where it. Uh, yeah, she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't. That was that was very uh, that was poetic. At the end there. Yeah, because we see. So she she took them both their lightsabers, and buried them. I was half expecting, and my brother actually mentioned it, but when she took out the lightsaber that was now hers which was yellow, I was expecting it to be, like, attached to, like, her staff. Because that had been such a big part of who she was for especially the first two movies. That actually is made of a part of her staff. Oh, it was made of part It's of been it? confirmed that it's made parts of her staff. And I, before that, I would like to add, like, I thought it was cool that it showed the Star Destroyer is crashing. Like, one crashes on Jakku again. 
so there's more records oh, yeah. on Jakku for people to scrap. But you get to see the little Ewoks, and I love Ewoks yeah. so much. Yes. Because that you, you see that Ewok like stomps his staff in the ground. That's like the uh-huh. leader of the Ewok clan, and he was like just a little like munchkin back in the original series. Now he's like leader of the clan or whatever. And then Aww. we, I know I, I love Ewoks so much. They're I want to see. And then we see Jawa. I just love Jawas and Ewoks so much. They're like the coolest little. If we can get a series, it's just like Babu Frick on adventures with a bunch of Ewoks and Jawas. <laughs> I would have no problem with that. Oh, absolutely. And so they're going through this journey or whatever, and like we see at the end, Leia, go. I mean, Ray goes back to where uh, they it all began with Luke. Mm-hmm. With Luke's and, house, where it's his uncle and aunt's house. Yeah. And he buries their lightsabers in the sand with the force. And then this random character appears like, oh, I don't met who, what's your name? And she's like, I'm Ray. And then looks in the background. She sees her parents, essentially Ray and, I mean, Leia and Luke Ray, were her parents. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm Ray Skywalker. Yeah. And I thought that part was cool. Did you think that was nice? Like a nice way to end her character arc? Yes, I absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad that they, I, I liked that she buried there, that she brought it back to, like, especially where it started. Like, I don't know. Like, that, to me, meant more necessarily even than, like, her last name. But I think it was especially, they emphasis, (laughs) they definitely led up to that well, especially since, like, the little um, girl or whoever had asked her about her family name earlier in the movie. So they had emphasized that even more to get ready for that, to show, like, how much it meant to her and everything. And I loved, like, the last shot of her, like, with the binary sunset with BB-8. And it was just, like, it's just, like, a little Luke and R2-D2. Just, like, the next generation. They just did that so well. I thought it'd be cool if they, like, um, <clears throat> showed, like, maybe she starts her own Jedi Academy to bring back order to the universe. Mm-hmm. Because... This is not going to be the last war in the universe of Star Wars. Like, and this isn't even the biggest war in um, Star Wars history. And I was reading a lot about it. There's been like multiple wars that are more chaotic and violent than that. Like the War of Mandalore. Like there was a war with the Mandalorians versus the Jedi. Like in the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like in the Mandalorian. They mentioned that in the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they mention it like how, baby, it, spoiler, if you haven't seen the Mandalorian we're gonna spoil the shit out of it right now so (laughs) we see in the mandalorian how like uh when they take the little guy the kid to the armor she's like i know it's 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 people were once our enemies but they're not because the mandalorian that mandalorian jedi war was like five thousand years bby and for for battle before battle of yavin (laughs) because that's where we get the dark saber which you see at the end which was made by tar vizsla to fight the Jedi. And there's like a huge history behind like the Darth Saber and like the history of Jedi and all like yep. and all that. And so like this isn't like going to be the last war, but it's definitely like the last big war against the Sith for now because the Sith have ri- risen and fallen multiple times like me. And that's like one argument people say like is this the last Sith? I'm like I I, I kind of doubt it. I kind of there's always going to be some criminal force to go against the light. And, like, how do you think Star Wars is going to move on from now after the ending of this whole entire trilogy? I don't know. My, like, my concern would be that they try to rush into another trilogy too quickly. 
Um, I think, like, that's kind of what we were talking about with Marvel, too. Like, one of the things that I don't like about it is that it gets like that, that they're just trying to spit out movies at that point. And, I mean, they've got so many different storylines at this point, especially set up in the last trilogy that they have with all these new characters, that they could go a lot of different directions, which I wouldn't mind um, doing more movies with focused on an individual character or characters, like, based off of, like, either this trilogy or previous or whatever. But if they jump into another one too quickly, that would be my main concern because they're too excited. I feel like the distance between this one and the second trilogy is just, like, fantastic. And I feel like they need to wait a while, like, let it settle before they do another one. Yeah, I think for now, I think from what I've read, they're not going to do trilogies. They're just going to do, like, what the MCU does and do multiple movies, but they're all part of the same universe. Yeah. Which I like. I think I like that Disney's starting to do that. Well, Disney owns Marvel, so, of course, they're going to pick off ideas from each other. And I think they see the success of not focusing on, like, the Luke and Leia saga at this point. Because we see that with The Mandalorian. Like, The Mandalorian's badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did. I was I was honestly surprised with how well they did with that. Like, and, and they got a lot of people into it. Oh, yeah. Like, I think by making a cute, adorable <laughs> character, like, it attracted a wide variety, like, for an audience like i think there's probably plenty of people who may not have even seen any of the star wars movies that have watched or are watching the mandalorian oh, i've met so, multiple like, people that have never watched star wars but like they've they like the mandalorian that much yeah like mandalorian's replacing the punisher like which is which is cool i think it's bringing more name and more money to like the industry right. and i have no problem with that i just uh i'm happy that star wars is starting to get the recognition now and like so like, all these things I imagined as a kid are now being brought to fruition since, like, Disney is just pumping in millions and millions of dollars into it now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I, I guess we'll conclude this, like, this episode. Um. Hey, just a heads up. For anyone that's interested in being a part of the podcast, just if you can get in contact with us in any way possible, just hit us up and we can figure something out. Yeah, that's all you have to do. It's nothing complicated. We're not a secret society.